You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. I'm Weston Peterson. I'm Jesse Hartman. West brings the quality. And Jesse brings the cafe. Today's coffee talk. So, you want to open a coffee shop? Now, we've all probably been there. If, if we enjoy coffee, it's probably crossed your mind, like it's crossed my mind. Oh, it'd be nice to open one of those bad boys one of these days. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't think of... Uh, a better thing on my mind when when brewing up a nice slow pour over in the morning. Yeah. Those aromatics kind of and coming you, up to my nose. And you kind of just daze off into this twilight zone of what if I owned a coffee shop? Oh, I could do that. For, we we could do that. I think most people think they could do that. I think we all can do that. So, let's kind of just investigate this direction. You know, there's all sorts of questions you can ask yourself. Yeah. Like? Uh, for instance, um, what roasters do we want to to supply? Or do we want to do our own roasting? Like, what kind of uh, coffee shop do we want to open here? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you get into the whole topic of single origins, and, like, you understand those things, so you're like, well, certainly I could just, you know, pick some things and just start brewing. Right? Yeah. And, of course, the end goal is going to be, I'm going to be roasting my own coffee. Well, maybe. For you? Well, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I mean, just any cafe owner uh, or someone who wants to open a cafe, you know, they're they're seeing what they buy for their coffee and how much they're selling it mm-hmm. at. And I'm sure everyone, it's crossed their mind, I could probably roast my own coffee. Right. That's almost like the next dream. So once you've like accomplished opening a shop, then right, you're, you're like... First you're the barista and, and then, you want to open a cafe. And then you open the cafe and you're like, well, now I want to roast my, roast own, my coffee. own coffee. <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to be trading. <laughs> I think that's really... Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I think that's a really flawless um, progression. I mean, uh, and it's a very... It's a successful one <clears> at <throat> that because when you establish your cafe... Uh, you're going to establish that clientele. So you know, you know, immediately right when you start roasting your own coffee, you're going to be seeing returns on that because uh, you've already got that clientele established. You can just, you can immediately start roasting and, and filling up your hoppers with your own roast and you're going to be making money off that coffee. So a great place to start roasting coffee would to, to own a cafe, I think. Absolutely. So uh, let's kind of get into the process yeah. of opening a shop. <clears throat> and we want to help you as a coffee podcast to really hash out these ideas. Maybe you just kind of want to open one and then we go through some of this list and you're like, you know what, that's not for me. Or maybe you're just, you thought about it months ago and now we're bringing this up. And it's an opportunity for you to really consider, hey, maybe this is something I can do. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Number one, I think you have to consider the risk. Sure. Um, with any business, with you know pursuing anything where it's this sort of endeavor, you're gonna you're gonna be making a risk. Absolutely. You're taking a risk, not making a risk. You're taking a risk, and I don't think you can overlook that. You know, it's a financial risk. 
It's a time risk. If you're going to have a good business, you need to put a lot of time into it. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a business. It's not, this is not just like, hey, I'm going to brew my friend some coffee. In a sense, it can be like that to start off. But, right. you know, ultimately, you're going to be spending some money. And, I you know, know, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I've heard people who have started their, their cafe um, really from, from slinging espresso out of a food truck yeah you know so y- you don't have to go big or go home immediately with your cafe and, and build a brick and mortar and all that like i think there's ways that you can work your way mm-hmm. up to to a cafe to a brick and mortar that isn't as uh, high risk as it is taking out a business loan and straight up trying to establish a brick and mortar with sure. really no street cred yeah, so, so maybe the first point should be more like establish or determine the risk you're willing to take. Yeah. If you're going to open a coffee shop, yes, it's a risk, but determine how much of a risk that's going to be. And yeah, there is equipment out there now that is just so available to us yeah. um, and financially not too expensive that you can basically start up a mobile coffee shop business that, Yeah, that's right. pretty I mean, easily. Sure. Uh, the La Marzocco GS3 is a great machine for such sitting a alongside task. A, a Marzocco grinder, and and you can next thing you know you're you're catering weddings, or uh, you're eating cake. Think about it. Yeah. In co- oh my gosh. Yeah. Spreading, what a dream. Spreading the. If you want to live the dream, just cater cater weddings. Sure. Get free cake <laughs> and drink your espresso. Okay. Number two, and this kind of ties into number one, sort of, location. Um, Where will you be in the world, and how does that affect your shop? Now, this is really important, and the reason it's really important is because if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you are very familiar with specialty coffee. Yeah. Now, if you're like us in central Austin, people know what specialty coffee is, and if they don't know what the word specialty coffee means, they have had specialty coffee so it's not hard to explain now if you go anywhere outside of austin you start to get into texas land that is not familiar with specialty coffee which is going to be a learning curve for your consumer right a pretty big one well just last weekend um i was traveling around in, in weatherford texas and i think there was only one starbucks in 30 square miles and i think there was one like breakfast shop that would sell coffee on the side like a diner so you know knowing your clientele and trying to establish yourself as a coffee shop you definitely have to you know exactly what jesse was saying know who um the the consumer has to know what to expect so right you got to kind of meet them where they're at well, it's kind of this, is you have to play games with this. This isn't cookie cutter. All this is not cookie cutter. But this particular point, say, you know, you're out somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Texas. People don't know what specialty coffee is. Right. And I'm not telling you to not bring specialty coffee. In fact, I wouldn't tell you that. I think right. that's the best thing to bring them. Definitely. But you have to find a way to communicate that. And you have to kind of like, uh, you have to make it pretty for them. You have to make it. Um, special special to them almost so yes bring the incredible you know uh, quality alongside of what you're doing but you want to make sure that 
you're not just cramming these ideas down. You're not going to make any sales. People aren't going to want to buy your coffee. Um, if they don't know what they're really getting themselves yeah, into. They, so one of my suggestions would be, you know, at the beginning of your shop, when you first open, like, basically give some free stuff away. Give some drinks away. Um, give people to taste what you're talking about instead of trying to explain it to them. Sometimes people just, they need to taste it for themselves. Yeah. And nine nine out of ten times when I've given somebody something, I'm like, hey, you're going to like this. They like it. It's very rare that they don't. Right. And even if they put cream in it afterwards, doesn't mean you failed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, location. It really changes the way your shop's going to function. Sure. Which is our third point. Function. Wes, if you had a coffee shop, how would you want it to function? What do, What should people expect at your coffee shop? Well, you know... I guess if I were going to have a coffee shop, I would be really geared towards, um, you know, a quality in the experience. And I find that I prefer, you know, coffee to be, you know, fairly fast at one point and also very good for another. So like, um, so like espresso based beverages, it could be espresso based beverages. Yeah. Um, but also like large batch brewing. So what? Yeah. You said batch brewing. Yeah, large batch brewing. Because what? I figure, you I'm know, um, some not everyone is in there, you know, going to a cafe to to drink uh, a specialty cup of coffee. Sometimes people are just kind of stopping in; they're out of town, uh, or they've got some work to do, and they just want, you know, a dollar fifty cup of hot coffee. Right. So I would definitely make those options open to people like that. Um, I wouldn't force everyone to wait five minutes and pay four dollars per cup of coffee right um so you know i'd be kind of like a hybrid shop so to speak you know i would definitely want to cater towards the coffee geeks out there with you know like a slow bar you know a chemex maybe a siphon even those always look cool um something kind of like out there that people aren't really expecting to see um such as like the siphon brewer or um you know Kalita waves or something like that, but then I would also want to have something convenient that's also really good, right? And that someone could just walk up to the counter, order a sixteen ounce hot coffee with hot coffee with room, and be able to to enjoy that. I mean, not saying that I wouldn't be pushing the quality of you know the the slow pour or the siphon or the single origin espresso, uh, but I would definitely make a wide amount of options for some people yeah and and i think for myself and where i'm at right now i think a shop would look like and this is gonna kind of maybe catch well myself off guard just a little bit but i think espresso focused um is ideal for me um because um you know you have to make sales in coffee to make a profit yeah um and the real side of business is you know, if you don't sell coffee fast enough, and if you aren't fast enough, you're going to lose consumers. You're going to lose people who right. come to your shop. Um, and there's kind of a threshold that people reach in waiting for their coffee. And that's, that's right. You know, I'm the same way with my food sometimes. Sure. You know, I'd really prefer to sit down somewhere nice and eat, but, you know, fast food's super convenient. That's right. And so I think <laughs> in my in my big expansive like imagination, I would own more than one shop, and one of them would be very focused on espresso. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, we'd have batch brew for the people who just want to get in and get out. But really, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that sort of model is really effective if you want to turn around a profit um, and also still make really, really great coffee. So, but the question is for you guys. And at the end of this, we're going to ask you guys to kind of push forward your ideas. What what kind of coffee shop would you open? And this is a big one. How would it function? What would, it, what would be its function? And be as creative as possible. Let's move into... Number four, which is affected by number three, what kind of equipment uh, would you be looking for in your coffee shop, Wes? Yeah, so I guess we did, I talked about this a little bit, I guess, on my, in my last response. Um, you know, I would want to have a slow bar option available. Um, I would definitely have, you know, a large amount of espresso-based drinks. Um, but equipment-wise, you know... I, well, are you talking like grinders here, like yeah. specific models I mean, or companies? You don't have to or... get too specific. Like, what kind of? I mean, like, try to draw a picture of the layout of your shop. You know, I'd want it to be very aesthetic in a way. Okay. Uh, very clean. I like I like surfaces to be clean. Um. So there are some really cool espresso machines out there that look sleek. Like what? Uh, like the Slayers. Jeez. Yeah, they look sleek out of the box, and I, I believe you can customize them. Right? Absolutely, to anything you really want it to look like. I think a Slayer would be um, top notch. Um, okay, you know, so you, you have a Slayer. What you else? Know, you know, a mod bar. I, I've heard some crazy, you know, oh. iffy things about the mod bars, but you can't deny they look so cool when well, you walk into a cafe and it looks like you've just got a a, a group head that's just, you know sitting outside of a, a counter like it's right. going out of the counter it's it's cool because as uh you know as a guest who doesn't usually get to see espresso being pulled usually they're used to going to a coffee shop and they see a big metal box on the counter and they don't really see what's going on true but, but those mod bars really kind of expose everything especially with like a a bottomless group head or a bottomless porta filter those things can be pretty sleek to look at yeah i mean i heard they break I don't know for sure. I've heard iffy things about the mod bar, but they look cool. They do, they do look cool, and it encourages um, a particular thing that I really like in a shop, which is like the communication between the barista and the guest is like super important to me. And right. I feel like the less things you have between yourself and that person, the better. Um, sure. Until you get to mod bar, in which case I'd say nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's even another one out there, and I can't think of the name of it, but it... it it's kind of like the mod bar, but it's by a different company. I uh, wasn't um, expecting to talk about it today. I totally would have looked it up, but you know, mod backwards is dumb. Dom? No, oh, maybe it's dumb. <laughs> uh, I try. I tried to make a joke. Yeah. So, and then uh, for large batch brewing, you know, I wouldn't. They make some really high tech large batch brewers these days. Right. Well, you got the Fetco that a lot of shops have. They carry a Fetco brewer. Right. Um, and you have some good control over that. I think there's new models. You can have extreme control over your, your drip. You can even put in like bloom cycles. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on the roast profile and I mean, you can, you can really, uh, make some good coffee out of that large batch brewer. Yeah. And if you throw it on refractometer and you get, uh, you know, you maybe you want to just check your, uh, extraction you're spending some serious money on your Dude, shop. i'm just saying you could totally <laughs> like perfect your large batch brew to be pouring a delicious cup of coffee no totally, every single totally. time and you know for two bucks a cup 
worth it. You know, right. I, I'd straight up. I would if I could walk into a coffee shop and pay two dollars and get an excellent cup of coffee in thirty seconds flat. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. You know, I don't know what that song is. I, yeah. <laughs> But that's cool. Uh, well, sometimes I think I'd rather have that than than spending four dollars and fifty cents plus tip to wait six minutes to get yeah. an over extracted cleat away. Like that, uh, hit or miss in my you book. You are knocking up the price in your shop. You have a uh, what, what do you have? Uh, what, you know, the they, I'm, I'm dreaming here. I think no. everyone's got a dream, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it so, might not be the best, like the optimal equipment for the for the beginner cafe but right so this remember keep number one in mind throughout this conversation equipment you know depending on the equipment you choose you're taking more of a financial risk that's right um and you have to remember too all of these machines have to be maintained that's so true. it's not like hey you buy a machine it's going to last you forever well it might if you maintain it so Keep these things in mind as we're going down the list. Now, the next one I think is super, super, super important, and none of these are really in any order. But number five, water. Right. H2O, the good old H2O. How important is water? I think it's pretty daggum important. You know, I would consider it as important as the espresso machine. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of a weird, like, how do I. I would spend as much. You know, money for equipment for my water quality as I would for my espresso machine. Because you can have the top of the line espresso machine out there, but if you have hard City of Austin water running through that, oh my gosh, you're going to have some problems. Well, you're going to have some problems, but it's also going to taste. That goes into the problems. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just going to have a lot of problems. That's just, yeah, overwhelming amount. So it'd almost be better to have like the most optimal water you can have right with like you know a lower priced espresso machine and be cranking out delicious espresso right i feel like i definitely feel like water at you know plays a huge part in in the brewing process yes in home brewing so if you're listening and you're home brewing and you're just using your faucet water i encourage you go buy some mineral water Try your coffee. Do it side by side. It's a different. Go coffee. to your your daily grocery store. Pick up like two point five gallons for three bucks. You do it once, and you're going to be using mineral spring water. Yeah. Every single day of your life. I mean, I do it. Jesse does it. And we, we've emphasized this a few times, but it is extremely important. I mean, for a coffee shop, you're going to run ideally like a RO system, reverse osmosis with a mineral, with mineral addition, right? Um, and then if you can go even further, I believe there's um, there's like more mineral control you can have depending on what you're buying and you can check the TDS of your water. So you'll have like, you know, the TDS of your coffee and the TDS of your water. Um, and here's one thing I think is like one of the most crucial aspects of a successful coffee shop. And that would be consistency. Oh, 100% yeah. consistency. I would not want, you know, I, I would be considered a failure if I served the same person two different coffees on two different days like i want to make sure that the product that i'm uh you know presenting to my guests is going to be consistent across the board consistent tasting right with the exception of things maybe like well you change the coffee so that co- you know that's gonna absolutely change. but i mean like the quality of consistency being there 100 percent uh that the water plays into the consistency of your right. cafe absolutely okay so Here's, yeah, let's kind of veer into the left field for a bit because I think that's a very good conversation. 
you're going to want to control things in your shop and be very consistent because that's you, you don't want to be changing changing the color of the walls every time somebody walks in right. you know that's that's not home feeling like exactly. you want people to come into a place and, and feel it, at home it's like when you go home and you you know what to expect you left the house the way it was or or your spouse or whoever like you know sets it up a certain way or you you know and it's if you want to create a home feeling you need to have those things in place but but and this is my analogy you know do you want to have the same dinner every night when you come home not necessarily, right? Well, thank goodness for all the different types of coffee we've got. Exactly. We're never going to be eating the same meal twice. So again, I love comparing the coffee shop to a home, and it's like a person's second home. Like, yeah. You want people to come in there and you know, be able to like have interactions with that barista, and their cup is prepared the same way, everything, everything the same, right. and then the coffee's different, and right. then it's, but it's just it's extremely tasty. Anyway, beating it. Um, And let me just give in one more little bit because it comes from personal experience. I've been to a cafe um, a few times, a certain cafe here in Austin, Texas. And the first few times I went, amazing, amazing coffee. The last three times I went, terrible coffee. I haven't been back since. I'm just saying it's that big of a deal. Um, And I think that also goes like the consistency, like two really good cups of coffee made by the Chemex, and then the, the third time I came in, the barista didn't even know where the Chemex filters were. Yeah, And, and the, the coffee I got was extremely over-extracted, and I waited 10 minutes for the coffee, paid 5 bucks. That's why I'm all about the consistency. And and that goes into our to the staff as well, the staff of your coffee shop. Right. Um, super, super vital to the coffee shop. So, who, yeah. so what, are, what are we looking for? Um for like staff members what about you jesse well well we skipped over coffee do we want to touch on coffee or no oh we can hit coffee we'll we'll hit coffee real quick because we talk a lot about that and then we'll hit into staff so coffee basically how are you going to choose your coffee right um i think wes you'd be better at answering this one than i would uh i would want to choose a coffee that i would be able to um be able to own uh, whenever I'm serving it to a guest, I want to be able to choose a uh, a coffee that I can identify and describe to a T at any given moment. Um, so I can tell the guest about it. Tell them, hey, you're going to be here. Let me pull you this espresso, this uh, this Guatemalan uh, Wei Tenango, because, dude, it's, it tastes like you know milk chocolate with little blackberries in it. Like you're going to love it. Uh, and I want to be able to give that drink to my guest and then have him be able or her to be able to experience the same thing. Uh, so, so I would definitely, you know, keep some single origins on hand, a few rotating, uh, maybe like an African, like a Kenyan. Right. And you want, and you want to rotate things like natural, processed, and... Washed. Washed, uh, honey maybe processed. Maybe have like a honey processed Costa right. Rican or yeah. something. I feel it's really cool right now in the shop I'm at. We have all three. Oh, yeah? And yeah, and it's been an extremely exciting moment for me because I'm like, you know, these are all three processes that are really. That's exactly right. I would it, absolutely want to make sure I've got an offering of at least a washed, a natural, and a honey process. Yeah, because you basically have a complete story, and that's an excellent 
opportunity to educate a that's guest. Right. Like, that's right. This is made this way. And sometimes it's too much info for them, and that's when you stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got the options. Yeah. And they can taste the difference, and which if is you what need, matters. If you need coffee recommendations, uh, feel free to message us. And we don't want to necessarily um, give anything over the air, I think. Sure. Right? Um, that's fine. But you, your coffee is extremely important, and so it's important to... Um, be able to know, hey, I'm going to go with this roaster and not this roaster and price point and all that stuff. Right. So now let's get into staff. Super important. Staff is like, in my eyes, one of the most important things you can have in your shop. If you're going to have staff, if it's not just going to be you, um, this is super important. You need to spend a lot of time investigating who your staff is. And I mean personally. Like you want to know these people on a personal level and you want to have a transparent business relationship with them. Yeah. Um, and you want to choose people who, A, are not snobby, B, have a passion for coffee, and C, are teachable. That's right. I think all of those aspects like, are huge. Yeah, these are these are huge aspects. And uh, I'm extremely blessed. My team is awesome. Hmm. Um, but I was very particular about who I was going to hire. Um, and this is something you cannot overlook. This is not something you, you speed through. This is one of those things where if you're short-staffed, you are short-staffed until you go through the due process of hiring somebody who's going to be a good fit. So you don't just throw somebody in, in, into the weeds, right. basically. Um, and let me let me kind of just uh, give one note of advice that I have for you in your hiring process. Hire people who are passionate. That's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, you don't want a barista who's been in specialty coffee for five years and isn't passionate about it. Those people, um, they need they need a uh, what's it called? Refresher. They need a refresher of some kind. But you don't want to be the one necessarily that brings that refresher. Yeah. Um, you want people who are passionate in your shop, even if they don't have that much experience. Um, you know, in that in that moment, passion wins over experience. And there's something about passion that is so hard to miss. It's oh, yeah. either there or it's not. Yep. And you and you can tell the people who are passionate about whatever they do by their demeanor, by their, I, th- I think their work ethic, by their teachability. I think if you're passionate, you're, yeah, you want, you're going to be teachability because yeah. that's a part of what they're yearning for. Um, right. And that teachability is extremely important because it flows right into our last point of culture. Right. And... You have to remember, as we talk through all these things, that coffee shops are different. Each one you go to is going to be different. There's going to be slightly different ways of handling things. Right. You know, specialty coffee is defined, so to speak, but different shops are going to be different. And these people need to be teachable because maybe what they are bringing from them or from their last shop isn't going to quite fit in this new environment. And so you want to make sure these people are teachable because your culture um, is vital to the... Uh, basically the experience for your guests that's so right to speak and so here's a question what kind of culture do you want in your coffee shop and i think most of us will say we don't want snobs we sure. don't want a coffee snob environment what kind of environment would you want wes as we finish this talk up um you know an environment of maybe ex- like hmm, this could be Acceptance, all right? Like, I would want to have an accepting staff that I know would not, by any means, make my guest feel unwanted or feel stupid. Right. And that's what I mean by acceptance. So accommodating. 
accommodating. Yeah. yeah. Um, make it kind of a, a friendly place. Like like Southern hospitality is is how I would see, uh, you know, wanting my staff to be someone who's very, you know, like uh, accepting of whatever the person drinks, asking them like, well, what do you usually drink? That sort of thing. Bingo, yeah. Trying to see how they can relate to that person that they're trying to build a relationship with. And then that way, you know, your guest comes in and they're asked a question, what they usually like, and automatically that goes to their comfort zone, you know, because they're able to say what they don't like to drink. And at that point, your staff will be able to gauge where that person is and how to best serve them. Right, and, and that, I think that's that's what I would definitely want to see in my staff—an uh, attitude of of service towards my guests, and not one that is um, sh- demeaning or shunning in any way. Right, right. Yeah. So those are the no coffee snobs. I I think that goes hand in hand with the way I I want to ha- handle any shop I work in, is basically the idea that I want my shop to be a neighbor to our neighbors. Um, the idea that when people come in from the neighborhood, like they they are like, you are a neighbor. Like we want to be here. We love the coffee. Uh, we love the experience. We love to talk to you guys because um, that really opens the door for what I'm really passionate about, which is things like education, right, and training and Absolutely. community and those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, there's so much to think about when you're opening a coffee shop, right? Oh, absolutely, and. and- it's you know it's here's the time right now to start solidifying that uh, that thought process of what to be looking for in a coffee shop. Absolutely, hit us up on Instagram. Tell us what you want in your coffee shop. We are the Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. Happy brewing.